Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, we finally, <laughs> finally have actual football news. How are you doing today, buddy? Good. It's, you know, I mean, just with everyone around the world is dealing with some kind of coronavirus fallout. So uh, it's good to get some kind of news that is uh, not, you know, related to that or related to the grim state of the world. So uh, the the problem is, is that it's flying at us at incredible speeds, much like the rest of the news. So uh, we are here to kind of sort out what is signal and what is noise and and, and kind of neatly provide it to you on the plate. We are going to be your uh, quarantine guides to the outside sure, world guys. while while this this whole mess is going on. We, we're going to keep you informed, so, so stick with us. Yeah, so full disclosure, we're recording this at about 1 p.m. Eastern time, uh, about an hour after the legal tampering period has opened. Uh, we got a lot of news that's flying in. Uh, I'm kind of keeping one eye on Twitter as we're doing this podcast. So if any big breaking news happens, we'll make sure we talk about it. Um, let's go ahead and start with the, the biggest news of the day, the Cowboys franchise tagging Dak Prescott. Uh, they gave him the exclusive tag, which means uh, nobody else will be able to negotiate with him in free agency. Uh, Prescott is scheduled now to make $33 million, uh, for the 2020 season. But in all reality, what this is is a placeholder for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, right? So they, they have more time to work on a long-term deal. Uh, do we still expect Prescott to get a long-term deal done at, at some point this offseason? Yeah. I mean, I, I think... It maybe I mean, I'm thinking before July, you know, before the franchise tag actually has to be instituted. Hopefully, maybe what July fifteenth yeah, or something I mean, that, like that. That becomes the new deadline, mm-hmm. uh, and then if not, if not, then then I, I would imagine he ends up playing on the franchise tag, and we start talking about this again. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe they try again before the season, uh, but I, I think if they can't get it done before the deadline. You know, maybe they, like I said, maybe they try before training camp, and then, uh, and then if not, they probably shut out, shut it down until yeah, uh, the yeah. regu- next regular season. So, uh, but yeah, I, I would say that at this point, I'm still holding out for for the idea that he will end up signing some kind of deal. Uh, it's not really shocking to me, right? Because this isn't really the deadline the Cowboys had in place for Prescott, because they knew ultimately. Worst case scenario, they would franchise him. They'd have some more time to talk about a deal. Um, this part doesn't really bother me. It's just the way it goes for some of these quarterbacks. Uh, I think the Cowboys, the, the Dak Prescott's agent, they have a number. It, it, it appears they've been exchanging offers over the last couple of days. I do anticipate them getting this done eventually. Uh, but the biggest news of the day probably was the Cowboys letting Amari Cooper, Robert Quinn, Byron Jones, all hitting free agency, the most notable being Cooper. Uh, it sounds like the Cowboys and Cooper were trying to get a deal done before the deadline. That ultimately didn't happen, uh, and now Amari Cooper's a free agent. Are you fearful at all, Landon, that Amari could potentially leave via free agency? I, I mean, I think I, I think it's possible. Uh, I, I don't know that 
I don't know that I, I'm fearful of it. I, I still tend to think that Cooper wants to be here, wants to get a long-term deal. The the price probably got went up, um, but I also kind of I also, kinda, oh, I also did it though because we talked about this the other day. Do we really think it has gone up? Like, is anybody going to pay him to be the highest paid receiver in the league? Is anybody going to approach him at that twenty two and a half million dollars? Because I, I I I don't see that, but you never know. We'll see. I mean, you know, that's the thing. Is I, I, I don't know the the growing uh, you know concern army is 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 saying that you know now he's going to sign for 23 plus million dollars that you know because Amar you know because uh Julia <laughs> Julia Jones signed for 22 and you know blah 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 I, you know I don't know I I I tend to think that he it may have gone up slightly because mm-hmm. he d- did get you know a free agency bump uh but mm-hmm. but I honestly uh I don't think that it's it's going to go up you know that much more because for all the reasons that we had previously stated is that the market just may not be there for that kind of may not have that kind of appetite for that kind of contract especially when looking at at, at uh what's available in in the draft this this year so uh yeah i mean i i think that everyone is in full panic at this point because we're in the first hour of legal tampering sure, but I, sure. I don't i mean I, I don't know that anything is certain like i i think that I think that there's a human element of this that people just tend to forget, and and that and on both sides, on all sides, whether that's you know a player wanting to sign a deal or not wanting to sign a deal, a player having the, their own autonomy to negotiate the better deal and not just taking what the Cowboys offer for them, uh, or mm-hmm. or you know the human element of a player actually enjoying a, a city that they're playing in and just kind of you know trying to, to work on negotiating a better price while staying at the same place. So, uh, yeah, I just think there's a lot of assumption by a lot of people who have very little information. I think we still need to see a little bit more, need to hear a little bit more about what the negotiation is like before we start, you know, fully throwing our hands up. It does feel like with Cooper's agents and the Cowboys exchanging offers here over the last couple hours – there's definitely an incentive to get this deal done from both sides. I do think Amari wants to be here. The Cowboys obviously want to keep him. Will he listen to other offers? Probably, but I think he would have to be, what, three, four, five million dollars more than maybe what the Cowboys are offering for him to leave. And even then, Amari's talked about like being in the wrong situation with the wrong quarterback and how that can affect your play. Um, he's not. I I don't see him going to a situation where he's having to play with maybe an unproven quarterback like Drew Lock in Denver, for example, or even like Sam Darnold in New York. I I just don't anticipate that happening. Now, if a team like New England calls and is you know saying, "Hey, come play with Tom Brady," maybe that's a little bit more appealing. But I don't expect that to be the case. I I do think that eventually Cooper is going to be back in Dallas. Uh, what that number is, we'll we'll find out for sure. But um, I, I'm really shocked by what happens in the NFL, but I would be kind of shocked if the Cowboys let him leave, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to think that there's a lot of there's a lot of panic going on about uh, this. I don't know that that we're there yet. I, I still tend okay. to think yeah, that, that Cooper and Dak both end up with long-term contracts with the Cowboys. Uh, maybe not before the start of the season, but I would say. Likely Cooper gets one, and then I feel seventy five percent that they'll figure out a way to get Dak to. I agree. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about some you know the latest rumors that are going on with the illegal tampering period in the NFL. 
Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct, so they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code NFL. Just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon, um, let's start with Robert Quinn. Uh, Josina Anderson of ESPN reported that Robert Quinn has a really hot market. Uh, the Cowboys have not sent an offer in yet, but they are expected to do so. Is that surprising to you at all that Robert Quinn is being courted by several teams this year? Uh, no. I mean, you know, I mean, no. not at all. I mean, just his play was fantastic, and uh, you know, I, 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 it doesn't surprise me at all that there's a market for him. I, I don't know what, uh, you know, what that actually manifest itself i mean i think he could end up being offered big money uh i, I would i am almost think the number is 14 million that that's kind of the number i'm thinking at the very low end yeah i mean that seems that seems reasonable uh okay. you know i i think that yeah he's he's proven that he can still get it done and he's proven that he can still win on a regular basis one-on-one uh yeah i mean i think that the offers will come in uh, at that amount now the question again with quinn is is there a fit situation here? I mean, I think he clearly likes it here, uh, uh, but I, I, you know, I don't know if he likes it here to the tune of three or four million dollars less a year. So uh, sure. I think that's going to be the the interesting, you know, kind of balance here. I've heard all along that the Raiders are somebody that are targeting Robert Quinn, and that makes a lot sure, of sense yeah. given given that uh, Rob Marinelli is there. Um, I do expect the Cowboys to be interested there, but I, ha- I have kind of a one-off question with this one. Um, I was believe on Sunday morning it was announced that the new CBA is passed, and we haven't even talked about oh, that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that felt, feels like you know a year ago. Uh, the new CBA was passed, uh, and one of the kind of big deals in the CBA is that there's no longer suspensions for marijuana. Uh, it, they're still going to be tested, which doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you going to test somebody and then not suspend them? whatever um but does the idea of potentially bringing back randy gregory maybe make you a little bit more hesitant to sign robert quinn i i mean i I wonder because it does to me a little bit because i'm not sure you can play both those guys at the same time with demarcus yeah i mean i guess i I would want to know i mean that's i mean again going back to there being a lot of unknown that people don't know of, I I have no idea where Randy Gregory is, like as Neither as in his development or uh, as a guy ready to play football again. I would imagine that he couldn't be a guy that they necessarily feel like they can rely on, right? Like I I don't know. I mean, 
I, 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 I just wonder if if they don't think about maybe that they're going to draft a pass rusher as well as have Randy Gregory in the back of their pocket. I, I can't imagine that Randy Gregory himself is enough to be a deterrent. In- what about like Randy Gregory and Tyrone Crawford kind of tag teaming that other defensive end spot? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I, I think Tyron Crawford is that too too much risk. I mean, it just feels like Tyron Crawford is more likely to be kind of an inside outside guy again. I, yeah, maybe. Sure. I, I I think it's. I just don't know that that Randy Gregory and Tyron Crawford. I, I think it's more about a money thing than it is about a fit. I think they'll take all the players that they can get as pass rushers. But it's you know they're not gonna spend crazy on Quinn if if he's getting you know fifteen sixteen million dollars a year uh, because they can sure. they can they can find another way to kind of figure that out if they have to. All right, let's go ahead and keep moving on with the rumor train. Uh, really quickly on this one, the Raiders have a lot of interest in Malik Collins. Uh, that's not that surprising again either, is it? No, I mean again with with uh, with Marinelli there. You know, it's not he's gonna want his guy. That's a Marinelli yeah, guy, hundred yeah. percent. That's Marinelli always been guy. his thing, so not surprising. Okay. Uh, next one from Jane Slater. Uh, the Cowboys are interested in bringing back Sean Lee. Uh, they've had some discussions. However, Sean Lee does want to take a look at the free agent market. Uh, maybe look for a starting job. Maybe see what the money. You know, what's right with the money. Um, but again, I would be kind of shocked if Sean Lee doesn't return in 2020 because of the Leighton Van Der Esch situation, because he likes playing in Dallas. Uh, but any thoughts on the Cowboys potentially bringing back Sean Lee? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's about price. It's about fit. Uh, we talked about this a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I think if the fit is right, I'm for it. Uh, I'm not going crazy to try to re-sign a guy that I don't think is necessarily a starter anymore. I know you. You're still on the Joe Thomas over Sean Lee bandwagon here, right? Like that's you. You've been pretty vocal about that. I think if the the price is the same, then yeah, I I, I probably would prefer to have Joe Thomas back. Um, See, for me, the price we talked about this before, but if the price is the same for me, I'd rather have Sean Lee, given what I know about Leighton Van Rush, right? Yeah, maybe. I I I think I'd still probably want Joe Thomas. Okay, that's fair. Um, we're going to keep moving on to some you know, things that have actually happened over the last couple uh, hours in free agency. Uh, just really quickly, I want your thoughts on this one. Uh, the Miami Dolphins have given uh, Eric Flowers $30 million over thir- three years. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that deal? I thought that, that tanking for Tua was over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, look. Oh, that seems ridiculous, I, I, man. I think he played better as a guard than he did as a tackle, uh, which is really just not saying a lot. But well, I mean, let's let's remember who was coaching him there in Washington. Yeah, right? I mean, I think that's part of it too. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think they're crazy to give to give Eric Flowers that money. That's just nuts. Yeah, I mean, ten million dollars yeah. a year for an okay guard. Uh, it's uh, it's quite the deal. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, the Browns signed uh, Austin Hooper to a deal worth forty four million over four years. There have been some rumors that are out there that the the Browns could trade David Njoku over the next couple of days. Is that somebody you're interested in if you are the Cowboys? I mean, again, the price, I think, is, uh, you know. Probably a day three pick, probably? If it's a day three, pri- day three pick, I think that could 
potentially be uh, uh, something that they would be interested in for sure. I mean, yeah, I think you're looking at it and it, it, it feels like uh, that could be a, a match that if the Cowboys don't mm-hmm. get into a, a trade bidding war, that, that the Cowboys could be interested in for sure. Yeah, so like, for instance, if you trade your fourth round pick for David Njoku, he was drafted in 2017, so you get what, the next two seasons of David Njoku for a fourth round pick? I think I like David Njoku than any tight end in this class, right? If you already know going into it that you have Njoku, you probably don't need to spend another pick on offense. You can use your first, second, third round pick, you know, addressing defense. I I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, The next one. Uh, Josina Anderson reports that the Cowboys are interested in Chris Harris, uh, the cornerback from the Denver Broncos. Uh, Harris is 30 years old, can play in the slot, can play outside. Is it surprising to you that the Cowboys would be interested in Harris despite letting Byron Jones leave in free agency? No, because it's 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 price, right? It's it's about okay. the money they want, and he's not going to command uh, uh, that same kind of money that, that Byron Jones is going to command for sure. Well, what price would you be willing to spend on Chris Harris? Because, again, that's an older cornerback who has dealt with some injuries over the last couple of years. He hasn't created a lot of turnovers either. I know that's a big sticking point for Cowboy fans. They want cornerbacks that are going to get turnovers. Uh, but where would you be willing to, to pay Chris Harris? I mean, something like, you know, un- like $10 million or under. You know, like, Yeah, that's kind of the number I'm yeah, thinking, right? Yeah, like something around there. You know, and that way, you instead of just getting – Byron, you could get Chris Harris and maybe another, you know, serviceable starter, I think, at a different position for that same kind of money, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's reasonable. You yeah. might be able to get your yeah, defense think, tackle for that price, you know, for that for that leftover money. Yeah, I think that's possible. Uh, I, I think Chris Harris, if you put Chris Harris with Jordan Lewis and Chidobe Wuzier, it's uh, I don't think it's quite as good as Byron Jones and that, you know, unit last year, but I think it's competent right and at least you feel good if you don't even draft draft a cornerback in the draft uh that you can be you can be good going into the season so just somebody to keep an eye on i have a feeling harris is not going to sign right away he's going to make sure he takes his time looks for the right situation but that's really the first outside free agent that we've heard that the cowboys have been interested in as of right now again these this is a really fluid thing that can change you know at any minute but that's the one name that we've kind of heard mentioned over the last couple weeks the Cowboys could be interested in bringing in. Um, Landon, let's go ahead and transition to Mock Draft Monday. I know uh, it, it's crazy <laughs> to think that the draft is still, what, five weeks away now? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, um, and, we're and looking we, at should, ben- we should announce, too, that it sounds like they have officially announced, too, that the uh, that the draft in Vegas has been canceled. So, in Yes, but they're still going to hold the draft yes. on the same date. But it sounds like all the public events mm-hmm. in Las Vegas are going to be canceled. They probably won't have the players there. I don't know if it's going to be a big TV spectacle or what they're going to do. But the, as of right now, the plan is to still have the draft in late April. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Ben Solak's new mock draft. And I find this one absolutely fascinating. Uh, at pick 17, the Cowboys have the following players available. Uh, defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. Cornerback C.J. Henderson from Florida, but their pick at number 17 is wide receiver Jerry Judy from Alabama. What do you think about the Cowboys passing on Henderson and Kinlaw in favor of Judy? Well, again, in this scenario, the uh, uh, 
man, stuff's happening as we're talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, in the scenario that they laid out, uh, Cooper leaves during free agency. So if Cooper leaves... I mean, honestly, the, the 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 immediate solution goes to well, let's just take a, a, a wide receiver at seventeen, which you know, I mean, if that happens, uh, I mean, I look, I want Cooper, but if Cooper doesn't doesn't come around, if they don't re-sign him, what that happens is that you you shift your focus at uh, to wide receiver with their first pick, I think, and suddenly you've got a lot more free agent money to spend on. You know, defensive line, defensive tackle, defensive end, in free agency, safety. Uh, you can use all that money, extra money. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's possible that that you know you you the pick ended up being Jerry Judy for at seventeen for us. Uh, you take Judy, you you spend a little mm-hmm. bit more, maybe get another free agent wide receiver. Uh, and and uh, you, I, I actually think it helps. I mean, just because the the picks at 17 for a wide receiver, you're going to have a lot better options than you probably would normally. Right. Without, without the need being there. Um, mm. But, and then on top of that, you get, you kind of shift a lot of the shopping that you're going to be doing for the other positions you had been looking for to free agency now, because you have that, you know, that money that you had kind of penciled in for Cooper now available. So, I don't hate it, you know, because I mean, obviously, if in this scenario Cooper's not there, and what that means is that you've got that extra money to spend in other positions elsewhere. Uh, but I, I think if Cooper's here, I have a hard time believing that they would pass on J- Javon Kinlaw. I I kind of agree uh, on Kinlaw. See, I think it's they would have a hard time passing on C.J. Henderson. To be sure, honest. I mean either one. To honestly, me, the, yeah, yeah. That's that's the guy to me. I feel like is the ideal pick right now, just because of the need the Cowboys have at cornerback. Because I feel like he's a safer prospect than Kenlon, just for you know a few different reasons. But uh, it is interesting to see uh, you know what the Cowboys would do if all three of those players uh, fell to pick uh, number seventeen. Um, I actually want to talk about the the second round pick, which actually is a little bit more interesting for me. Um, in this mock, the Cowboys traded up from pick 51 to pick 38 with the 49ers. Uh, the, the 49ers get the Cowboys, I believe that's their fifth-round pick. And the Cowboys move up and get safety Grant Delpit uh, from LSU. We've talked about this scenario a couple different times. It would not be that surprising if these safeties fell in the draft, uh, especially Delpit McKinney. Both of those guys have question marks. Both of them fell outside the top 37 picks in this mock. I feel like this is something that is realistic because at 17, it's too rich for Delpit, uh, but he probably doesn't get to 51. How would you feel about the Cowboys potentially moving up to get their starting free safety? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on board with uh, with them, you know, kind of uh, – what's what's 164? Is that the sixth pick? Is it the uh, fifth, fifth round, round pick? pick? I believe. Yeah, I, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm generally on board with that. I think go up and get the guy that you want, um, and uh, I think you – uh, you get the guy you, you get you get the guy you want at the top of the the, the draft uh, at the top the top of his position in the draft I think uh, or at least how you view it uh, you give up a fifth round pick which again like it's nothing is really nothing, it's nothing. Um, and, and you get the guy you want especially in the fir- after after the first round having to kind of you know go to get wide receiver this way you're actually making a, a you're still making a a uh, 
you know, you're moving the needle on the defensive backfield with with getting uh, Delpit, and you still got uh, mm-hmm. your third and fourth round picks to figure something out uh, uh, with with uh, you know with cornerback and, and some of these other positions. So uh, I, I mean, I I feel good about finding a maybe not a day one starter at cornerback, but as somebody who could function as maybe your third or fourth corner I mean, uh, in the third uh, round. I think you can do honestly, that. Honestly, like let's say they sign Harris and then maybe Anthony Brown. Do, sure. Do even, Absolutely. Do they you don't even need, need a corner no. at that point. Like, well, I I think it depends on what you, you could, believe the Cowboys are doing with Awuzie and Lewis long term, sure. right? I yeah. I mean, I I but, think that they could at least kick the can down a year. Uh, sure. If, if they sign two free agent, uh, I mean, again, if we're talking in a, in a world where Cooper doesn't get signed, you can afford to do both, and 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 that kind of takes cornerback out of the mix as far as needing to draft that you know and that opens up in the third round which we've done this multiple times when you know we do these simulators i feel like the third round is a sweet spot to grab your defensive tackle yeah, right yeah. we we have a bunch of guys that we like there between maybe justin matabuke doesn't fall there but maybe jordan elliott from missouri is there maybe leaky Fotu from utah is there uh the ohio state defensive lineman helping with his name i always forget the, the guy that you like right uh is it Damon Hamilton? Yeah, yes, yes, from, from uh, Ohio yeah. State, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there, there's names there. So if if something like that were to present itself where Delpit or McKinney are, I mean, I'm going to even throw Antoine Winfield there. You know, if they're, if they're sticking around, pick 38, 40, I'm interested in going up and getting one of those guys because I think those are day one starters for the Cowboys. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's interesting in this draft, you know, that he has uh, us trading up again in the third round to go get a corner. And it kind of goes to prove our point a little bit that if you, if you sign a free agent corner there, not you don't really need to go trade up in order to go target a, a Bryce Hall because he's the last, you know, in this scenario, I imagine he would, it would be like, oh, he's the last sure. guy that we think that can come in and start for us, you know. I, I think in that case, you could wait, let things fall to you a little bit more. Uh, then you can get a Devon Hamilton at 82 instead of having, you know, in this scenario, they trade up from 82 to 75. You could wait for that. You could get, uh, 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 you know, a guy that you like a little bit further down that you don't have to, tr- you know, force trade up to get, to get, uh, you know, I, 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 that's why I think it's, it's going to be fascinating how, you know, how this all falls out because if they don't get Cooper, if Cooper does not end up signing with the Cowboys, which again, I still think he will, but if he doesn't, mm-hmm. It changes the math on a lot of this draft stuff because you're suddenly now able to be a little bit better spenders in free agency if you want, uh, sure. and and it kind of can help plug some of these holes a little better, and that really is going to help you draft a ton better. Will be interesting. Uh, take a look at Ben Solak's mock draft because uh, in the third round, man, there's a lot of guys that I really yeah. like that are still available at pick 75. Uh, the draft Cowboys trade up for cornerback Bryce Hall, who I really like. So even if you sign a Chris Harris and bring back an Anthony Brown, I don't hate that. You can you could draft Bryce Hall, move on from a Wouzier in 2021. Maybe Hall slides in there as a starter. That's somebody who's interesting to me. Uh, Curtis Weaver goes at pick 77, uh, the defensive end from Boise State. We're going to have to do a show on him sometime because – uh, the the birdies are talking. Yeah. And the birdies say that the Cowboys like Curtis Weaver a lot. You know, maybe that's somebody you draft in the second, third round, stash him as your defensive end three or four, and maybe he becomes a, a part of this long term future. 
you know, even guys beyond that, uh, Troy Pride Jr., the cornerback from uh, Notre Dame, Cameron Dantzler falls that far. far. Uh, Daryl Taylor, the edge rusher from Tennessee, all guys to keep an eye on at the end of the uh, end of the third round. So we're going to continue to monitor these mock drafts. They're going to change a bunch over what the next couple days with free agency. It's going to be fantastic to see uh, what's going on with uh, with with some of these moves. Uh, man, the, the NFL moves are just flying in right now. I'm just seeing that the uh, the Texans traded for David Johnson and all of the salary. Ah, oh, I love this time of year. Football's back. It, it's at least back in some form or fashion. We get news. Uh, this is exciting. He's trading for uh, let, everything, it looks like, right now. <laughs> they want all the, con- the contracts on their side. Uh, <laughs> it's nuts. Poor Houston fans. Yeah. Actually, I don't feel bad nah, for them. They chose nah, the nah. Houston Texans over the Cowboys. That's, that's their nah. fault. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.